0: Folks, welcome to episode 86 of Biomast. We appreciate everybody joining us for can the... We, uh, can
1: we start that over? Go ahead. I'm sorry. That was really. That was a really loud voice crack when you did that.
0: Okay. All right. Give a count.
1: Five, four, three, two, one.
0: Hi, folks. Welcome to, Welcome to episode... Ah, shit. We're going to start it over. You're killing me. <laughs> you
2: totally messed up the flow, Jake. I'm sorry.
0: Okay. All right. A, uh, so now that if we don't edit this out, this will actually be good radio, but it, it's uh, we do appreciate everybody coming on for Episode 8 of Biomast. Uh, as we stumble through our start of the first show of the year, like people are stumbling through the first couple days after news. So that's pretty much OK with me. Uh, but we do have kind of a uh, you know, kind of the classic year in review kind of show going on. Uh, it's a. Pretty tight group. We got myself, Jake, and then we've got one guest that's a new person here on Biomass. It'll be a pretty, pretty fun show. She's a, a good addition. So, without further ado, what we'd like to go ahead and kick right off into some basic intros. And Zell, if you don't mind leading us off.
1: Yeah, um, I'm Sarai Zell. Um, I was a member of the CPM. I'm a co-host here on the show. Um, I write some things for the blog sometimes.
2: Hi, um, I'm Black Ice. Um, but I go by Shannon on here. And yeah, I was a huge fan of Daz for forever. So, fanfest for ruined it all. So, hi.
0: All righty. And I'm Jason Larison. I'm also one of the co hosts here on Biomast. And we are also by Pokey Draven, who's one of the co hosts on Biomast. And he helps out with the blog quite a bit. And he does infamous of spreadsheets. Uh, although, in it, we're in an interesting position here that Pokey is actually here on the show and he's with us. Not just in spirit, but for real, but in talk. So, Zell and I have an interesting uh, sort of game going on. So, throughout, the show, when we need to, we will answer as though we are key. And so, for everybody out there in the in the podcasting world, just assume that that's exactly what Pokey would say, and take it as though he said it. And feel free to use it against him on social media at right some later. Uh, so
1: bear in mind, the- though. I edit out. I edit out most of Pokey's comments, anyways. So this is actually some people may not even notice the difference between like this show and any previous show.
0: Oh, this could be good. So in case in case somebody hasn't picked it up, if you're listening on a podcast, listening live, you've definitely picked this up. Uh, The beginning of the gear gremlins have struck quite a bit. Uh, We've got or at least I've got, or a couple. You know, we may have other some sketchy audio, and we had some fits and starts to get going, but that's okay. And it's kind of in true Forms podcast, we will continue to just must it, no matter how, uh, how undignified it may. So, um, it, uh, it should be okay. So what we're really going to talk about is kind of our best of and worst ofs for, uh, 2015. And it's kind of an open-ended one. We're going to kind of start a little bit more with, uh, kind of best of and worst ofs for games uh, since that's things we predominantly talk about here on this venue we can always open it up to a couple other things uh, either movies TV shows or what have you but we kind of hit kind of our thoughts on the best and the worst of things that were out there and this is kind of platform agnostic we could either console or or pc I'm kind of okay with it general general feeling on uh, best of 2015 and I think that will actually Kind of lead us into some pretty good conversation of what we are interested in seeing in twenty six as we look forward uh of the year going as we look at the year that's about to hit us you know like what is it the games you're interested in or the the types of things want to see uh game development companies trade on based on what we've experienced this last year uh and again uh, we will probably throw you know, nerd movies uh, and, and TV shows in there and anything else that you're interested in. But that's kind of the basis for our show tonight is best and the worst. So I'll kind of uh, lead it off a little bit and kind of give you guys something to kind of just uh, chew on a little bit. And maybe we can have a conversation over this one. So I did a really quick. Uh, so I guess, how do you guys want to do? We just want to do the best ofs first and then uh, get into the worst ofs. And just throw some names out and try to rank. What do you guys think?
2: I think we should like start from the bottom and then go for the top, like you know, the Drake song. The Drake song started from the Ooh. bottom. Now we here.
0: Okay, I'm dead. So w- let's go with maybe worst of for 2015. worst game yes. for
2: 2015.
0: All right, um, I'll tell you what, Shannon. Since you are guest, you throw your first one out. What do you think?
2: The uh, the worst game. Yep, hit it. Hmm. Honestly, uh. Planetside Side 2 is a disappointment. Um but a lot of people like that. Star Wars Star Wars Battlefront honest honestly for me was the most disappointing just because it has no campaign mode. It's all online and it's all missions or PVP. And there wasn't there really wasn't just anything added onto it and I feel it could have been a lot better than it was. So
0: Yeah. Uh, let's see. You definitely still on there. Um Zell, what do you think Which games of
1: twenty fifteen um well, we managed to accomplish the entirety of twenty fifteen without a single uh word from c c p on the future of the game um <laughs> um chance right, the battlefront was like I've heard nothing good about it at all um I mean it's like one of the things I heard was specifically that they're they're you know they have a very asymmetric balance to their scenarios, and in most cases that that ends in. One team is almost always going to win. Um, the example I heard was the Hoth, ex- the, the Hoth battle. I guess is so heavily slanted towards um, the Empire that your chance of actually winning is it, it doesn't it doesn't reflect skill when you're you know when you're the outcome's pretty much already predetermined.
0: Would uh, I, I would agree with that? You, you guys both um, just so I scratched out a very quicks of kind of what I thought sort of the worst of was. Um, and the 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 three that I came up with um, were Star Wars Battlefront, The Order, and Evolve. So, Star Wars Battlefront I would say is definitely the most disappointing for me. Uh, as, as and w- what kills me about the game is <clears throat> when you when you let it, it is it's beautiful. It is a really really well crafted visual game. So there's a lot of effort to putting a lot of the Star Wars universe into it and making it really good, but it plays horrible. And I don't mean like the, Like the mechanics are are okay. They're very stock. They're very standard. There's nothing crazy about them. They're smooth. Uh, they're not world world breaking. Like you know, you guys are absolutely right. There there's zero PVE. There's no scenarios, um, and, and it's really hard to tell what you're actually. Uh, like what the benefit of the different characters or weapons are, and I'll, and the other thing that they don't talk, you don't hear a lot of people talking about because generally they've put the game up by now. Is there a lot of stuff that's hidden behind DLC? Like you've got to pay like real money to you know to get some fairly basic stuff. I'm not even talking about a PVE uh, system or anything like that. So I would definitely go with Battlefront. The uh, the most pointing game of the year award because that could have been that could have been an absolute killer with the you know all the buzz about Star wars right now and it was coming out at the rhyme of the year they they just that was just such a such a play by ea and dice uh, so I would definitely have to get that one up um I think honorable mention definitely goes to the order of all I mean I, both of the like all of these the theme of these were I was really looking forward to these games, but like in their execution, they just really let you down. the The order was again graphically incredibly impressive. Uh, the idea behind it really impressive. Uh, but I, I it's that game in maybe six and a half hours, maybe. Uh, and and if you're shelling out like AAA money, that's not that is not a good return on investment for a game. It just, it just it just. It, it, it felt like this and a half hours probably had, you know, two and a half, three hour cutscenes in it, too. So there's actually not that much game plan. Um, and Evolve, I thought, was a really great idea for a game that was just not really executed that well. Because uh, I only tried it a couple times. It sounded pretty cool, like one versus a squad kind of thing. It, it seemed like it would have it been a pretty cool, but it just... It, it just wasn't fun to play. Uh, and you really can't find anybody to play with. Just somebody's buying into it. So this is my three for the best or correction the worst of games. Did you guys have any other ones you want to throw out there?
1: The other one I wanted to throw out there is, is kind of more of a PC specific complaint. Um, but you've got to be clear that Arkham Knight is up there as one of the greatest technical failures of 2015.
0: Ooh, yeah, good call. Where their port that's was so like,
1: bad, they're just like, you know what, we're going to stop selling this, we'll refund it to anyone who wants a refund, because, well, we'll keep trying to fix it, but <laughs> no promises.
0: Stop it. No, that's a good, that's a very, very good, Um, very, that's, a fair, that's a fair point, because Arkham actually was one of the... One of the most funs on a console for this year. I forgot how flamed out on the PC.
1: I mean, I hey. want to catch up on playing that franchise, but if you know, I don't know if I'll ever make. I don't know if it'll ever be available for for PC for me in a playable format.
0: Hey, we've got one of our uh, one of our brothers on the show. Who just made a surprise entrance, or a ninja entrance, rather. Uh, Bait, could you give us a quick intro? Uh,
3: yeah. Hey, everybody. My name is Awa Bate. I'm a member of the Incorruptibles and a current Xbox One player
2: Uh, evil xbox
3: filthy
1: so were you the one who just said stop it on the channel a moment ago
3: Uh, oh lord uh maybe i thought we were starting at 10 so probably no no
0: yeah no we we actually did a little early bait i'm sorry that's and it's all my fault no no it's fine i have been checking skype no problem bait just your tracking we are obviously talking about the best and stuff 2015 and and as per our normal vibe on the show, we are muscling through a very amateurish attempt on our 86th show. So <laughs> it's working out really well. And we do have a pretty cool for this. Uh, Shannon, a.k.a. Black Ice uh, from the Dust Forms, is with us. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and toss the baseball straight to you on this one, Bait. What are your worst games of 2015? Stuff that disappointed you or just – it just, likes really bad – what do you think? Damn, um, I hadn't played much that was
3: new this year, to be honest. Um, uh, just some stuff I've heard from some people. I heard uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate was uh was pretty lackluster uh from a story standpoint, which w- was really disappointing sounding uh for me. Um, I was kind of interested in uh, in playing that, and I probably still will play it. But uh, I probably won't give it as much time as I normally do um, in Assassin's Creed games. So um, I don't know what else has been mentioned. Um, but no, I can't. I can't really think of anything that I personally have played that has been disappointing.
2: Um, I have a couple others. Oh, hit them up. Um, obviously, Destiny is just a huge disappointment. Even with the the DLC for the Taken King coming out, it still hasn't managed to, you know to do anything important it still becomes repetitive repetitive after you you know level everything up and the biggest disappointment this year for me honestly has been uh rise of the tomb raider It was an xbox one exclusive only um i've been with you know playstation square enix from the beginning that's what started me out with video games was tomb Raider. you dropped out the fact that i don't even have access to playing that game until like next year it kind of pisses me off a little bit.
1: Yeah, I've I've ranted about it a couple of times myself. Um, I'm actually apparently going to be in it sooner than you are, uh, are though, because um, I guess they're going to do the PC release um, sometime this month, so I'm finally going to get to play. But yeah, I think more con- uh. I think for uh, the other console, um, I think they're making people wait all the way till next till December.
2: That's so stupid. I feel like I feel like betrayed. <laughs>
0: You know, I, I'm not, I've never been a big Tomb Raider, but I would tell you that, um, and I don't have an Xbox, but I, generally the people that I, the buzz that I've heard of the game is that it is awesome. Now, totally, I'm with all you guys on the whole uh, like staggered release thing. Like, I, like I, I understand that you want exclusivity on different consoles. That's that's a competitive thing. So I you know, I get it, but I, that's actually what I might, would like to try, but I'm, I'm certainly not going to buy an Xbox to do it.
2: Yeah, I don't even care about exclusivity. I just want my game to be able to play it right now.
1: <laughs> and the thing that really ticked me off, in particular, was because, um, you know, I, I understand Crystal Dynamics, that when, you know, someone offers them that kind of money to, to produce an exclusive, they got, you know, they have to make a bu- the business decision. But, I'm really mad at Microsoft for the way they did it because I am a Microsoft customer. I may not have an Xbox, but I sure as heck paid, paid nearly as much for my Windows license. Um, you know, I, I I am a Microsoft customer. I'm trying to play it on a Microsoft operating system, and Microsoft literally paid a company to delay releasing for me to play it. And that that angers me. I, I really wish that um, Microsoft did a better job integrating um, their gaming experience with on Xbox with PC gamers and I wish they, they kind of considered us more. Um I think they could take back a lot of market share from Steam if they tried. But uh you know it's it's decisions like this that really tick me off. Um uh, but yeah it's this month I should get to play it so I'm kind of excited about that because uh the last Tomb Raider game I thought was a lot of fun.
2: It was awesome.
0: Okay, Um, well, let me broaden the discussion a little bit, kind of sticking with games and game developers, uh, maybe not games per se, but is there anything that, uh, like you consider the quote-unquote worst that uh, we've seen game developers doing or trends that we're starting to see uh, over the course of 2015 that we would die in a fire before it gets too deep into 2016?
1: Um. Cow clickers thing seem to be a thing now, where you just like. Who? There's, there's seriously, there's like, there's games now where you just click on things to do damage over and over and over again. That's it.
0: Oh, uh, you mean like Diablo? Uh,
1: no, I mean like literally, like there's three characters in front of you on the screen, and you click on them repetitively to do damage until they die, and that's like a game. That's like a game. Um, and
0: you mean like, you mean like Knights of the Old Republic? N- you mean like any game that you click on something and then you auto hack? No, I, or, or am I, I missing? Or am I missing what you're saying? <laughs>
1: I I need to get I need like I'm gonna pull up an example if I can later just to show you what it is because it's it's so I mean we we all we should all know that next you know even the latest next gen games are essentially the same games we've been playing for 30 years with prettier graphics attached to it, um, but they're so reductive it's it's really sad, and um steam actually kind of parodied one for their summer sale as they had one of these clicker style games it's like the mini game for steam if you if you had any chance to try that
0: hmm okay all right i i will pull up a video on.
1: it's you will be you will be amazed that it's an actual thing um that exists um I think they're probably popularized through Facebook and stuff like that so um but Steam has some on it, which is weird um okay,
0: well, it sounds a lot of stuff on <laughs> but yeah i I got you.
2: Um, honestly, I see a lot of video game developers and creators doing the same thing over and over again, and that's kind of, like, the worst for me. Especially in 2015, I know what seemed to be uh, a popular thing is just video game companies seem to spam the whole apocalypse and zombie plots. And it's not even that they're doing it differently, it's the same type of gameplay from The Last of Us to Dying Light to, you know, any of those games. And then, of course, you have the Call of Duty games and Battlefield 4 and Halo. And they're all basically the same with the same exact gameplay. Uh, then you have games like Assassin's Creed and Shadow of Mordor. Shadow of Mordor was pretty awesome, actually. But at the same time, it's kind of like the same... You're playing the same game. You're just different characters and a little bit of a, you know, different story. So that's my biggest disappointment with, you know, video game developers and companies. As well as Nintendo now, Nintendo seems to have a lot of video games that are just the same. Like you go from Fire Emblem to Bravely Default to, um, there was this new one, I forget what it's called, but a lot of them have turn based strategy games that are just completely the same and like fire emblem was obviously at the top of all the strategy games but I'm just sick and tired of seeing the same thing over and over again spammed. that I'd like to see something new
0: i I think that um you, you, you hit on a couple there one the kind of sameness of games that that struck me too is like I I think you're if you look at there's there's really a tier house consoles and you always have the PC crowd and blend to like tablet gaming. I mean, you know, tablet games are pretty good now because I'm I'm running things on on an iPad that I used to have to run on a computer to play. Um, I kept playing Knights of the Old Republic on my iPad and it's it, it's quite good. I mean, it's, you know, it's pretty much what I remember it being graphically and story-wise and else from playing it, I think on, the xbox or old playstation or whatever so I, I would say generally there's a lot of uh rehash going on and there's a, a lot of maybe you thought uh i the other i mean that's maybe in a weird way that's a that's a, a good thing just because there's a lot of good games out there or there are games out there that are done well but the thing that's that starting to bug me a lot is they it's very in the release uh, what I would used to consider an unfinished game for 50 or 60 bucks, then expect you to pay another like 30, 30 or 40 to download the, the things that used to, that should have come in the game in the first place. Um, that's, that's one of my pet peeves, I would say. Uh, that is a worst of 2015 for game developers uh, bait. What do you think, man? Anything that's uh worst of for 2015 as far as game development? You know, I actually was
3: going to say exactly what you just said about companies releasing uh, Unfinished games or games that are really lacking on content um, I think destiny is probably a, a good example of that Um as far as games lacking content, you know, you had the base game and then you had the expansions that, from what I understand, didn't really add much. Um, somebody correct me if I'm wrong about that. Um, and then there was that racing game that um, I want to say it was Ubisoft um, released. Uh, was it The Crew, maybe, that was um, just it was unplayable? Um, and, then you know, Ubisoft again with well, the Assassin's might have been, Creed yeah. a few years ago um, with Unity, which I'm actually playing right now. Fun game. Um, but yeah, just uh, you know, I don't mind paying thirty bucks for a season pass. Now I won't because I don't really care about DLC that much. Um, but if if your game's not finished or it doesn't work or whatever, then why am I paying sixty sixty bucks to to play it just to have you patch shit in later and complete your game essentially?
0: Well, I I don't mind I don't mind DLCs, but the idea of it was is, is that they were like. You know, not maybe not expansions, but basically extensions of the game. Like, after you completed the game, here is some additional content for you. Like, mm-hmm. hey, here's yeah. another three, three hours of uh, another like one off venture or something like that, or a couple three missions, uh, and, and maybe like a you know, another PV map to go with it or something like that. That, that makes sense to me. What doesn't make sense is we have like huge chunks of the game. Um, or what feels like big chunks of game that are really, you know, built around DLC, uh, and it's not really, and then they're not really allocated either. Particularly when you start bringing in um, games that have any kind of PvP component to it, like you can't, you can't have, you can't have it where people can gain access to content that can be used in PvP, and other people can't gain access to that like, I mean, that it just. There's a lot of that that just doesn't don't strike me very well. So uh, I did want to ask Pokey Draven, uh, what he thinks one of the worst of in 2015 is. So as I channel Pokey right now, and I'm literally I'm reading his brain right now through the through Mike because Max can do that, in case you haven't noticed that. Um, I think Pokey would say uh, the tendency for games to put very little thought into the actual balance and the the live play. Everybody claims that they do play testing, and, and pretty much everyone does. But um, there's a lot of games that have come out that are just really, really poorly balanced initially. So that's one of the things that I, I think is probably a uh, probably another sign of unfinished games or partial games that are rushed out to hit a deadline you you are because you can now download and can update what it really is is i don't really have work my qaqc as well so only can i add these maps later that i didn't get done in mine, but i can also patch those the all weapons and all that you know we got to fix this stuff later uh kind of activity that oh that's easy that was just the first patch that goes out like two weeks after it hits self that's that's me channeling my pokey with that one and uh Let's see. I'm going to throw one more out there. Let's see. What does. I don't really, I don't know that it's a worst of or a best of. It's all kind of out there now as a, as a, in a middle zone. But I think there's a lot of game communities or game developers that are really, they really have been trying over the last year, year and a half. I would say 20 is where I really noticed it. To really get in building online communities, like really try and figure out how to do it. Uh, and some of them do it quite poorly. Uh, in something as simple as form moderation, it could be, you know, how they approach people. You know, CCP while had an interesting formula with the CSM and PM, which, by the way, I think that's very much up in the air. If there's going to be such things as a, a CSM here and forward in the future, Let's throw that out there for you, CCP guy. Um, but th- there's there's been different flaws tried, and I think. Uh, Get, when you get a get a couple thousand gamers or a hundred or, or a couple dozen gamers together, they're probably going to be more than one form can usually handle. Uh, do it in a way that's fairly adroit. There's a couple of them that are pretty at it, um, and, and it really, really kind of depends on how they want to access the community. But I would say that sort of stuff is. Uh, sort of the hand attempts at, at dealing with communities and trying to build them out of nothing. Now, the best of... Now, there's a flip side. Best of is that they're actually trying, and that, what that tr- generally means is probably going to get better at it as we go into 2016. So, uh, I will open the floor up. Anybody got any other worst ofs? Could be any category. Movies, whatever.
1: I saw the Fantastic Four movie. Hey.
0: Ooh! wow. wow. <laughs>
3: Awful,
1: I, dude. I, 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 you know... I, there were a bunch of different movies that uh i wanted to see with my friends and i we you know some of them are away at college can only come back for weekends at a time so you know you gotta pick and choose and i'm like you know what i will i will step in front of this bullet for the team um i will go see it myself so i did go see the fantastic 4 movie alone um and uh it was just as awful or possibly worse than any any review i'd read um it, it, like the the biggest thing about the fantastic 4 movie was like it wasn't like awful in a cheesy way like where you could potentially make fun of it or you might gain amusement from it it was so so incredibly mundane it was just a thing that was there things happened there, there was nothing notable in a good or a bad way it was it was just so bleh.
0: the most <laughs>
1: thing that i heard
0: about that was uh I can't remember who it was. I thought it'd been there's another podcast I was listening to that said Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand guys and the height of their powers would have a hard time making fun of it. it was so bad.
1: That's true. There's there was literally there was nothing to make fun of about it. I couldn't I couldn't even laugh at how awful it was. It was just there. Um and I you know, that that's <laughs> that's, that's that's all there is to it. That that is the worst movie of twenty fifteen. Oh I'm,
2: no, it's not. Yes it is. No, it's not. Go watch Fifty Shades of Gay, man. <laughs> that movie oh, was so bad. Like, I thought movie? Twilight was bad. And Fifty Shades of Grey was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. It was oh. even worse. It was worse in the book, and the book was already bad, so.
1: That's outside of our genre
2: here. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> you, gotta, you, gotta, no, you gotta watch out no. talking
0: about Twilight. It was all about that Twilight stuff.
2: No, guys, have you ever. Okay. I never in my life have seen. Any movie that had any type of sex scene where it made me laugh until that movie <laughs> just it was so bad. <laughs> Seriously. It was it was really bad.
0: Well, you know, I, I can't disagree with you. I, I intentionally did not see that just because I, I nobody nobody that I was of, um had for some, like I can't. I'm I'm very surprised they made that movie just to to start with because there's no way to the subject matter well, for gen for general audiences. I, I like it, it. It is. uh I, I will give them props. They tried to make it, but that's that's all I can come up with on that one. I <laughs> mean,
1: they made it because clearly it was one of those things they knew it would bring in X number of dollars easily, mm-hmm. regardless of the quality of it. Nobody was trying to you know go for an Oscar there. They're um,
3: making two more, I think. Yeah, making
1: another one. Well, you know, again, it's it's the same reason they make Transformer movies. They know they'll sell tickets no matter how bad it is. There's there's at least, I think, two or three more Transformers movies in the works.
0: That's bad. That's <laughs> uh, bad. I got, no, I got another one. Um, it's worst of, I can't come up with another worst of the movie outside of Fantastic Fork because generally, if, if it was going to be bad, or if I had like you know in the force, I would not see it. So, I uh, I can't I can't throw that one out. Uh, okay, let's see. I went and
3: saw Point Break, the remake of Point Break. Um, oh A couple days after Christmas, it was ah. a yeah, it was a good action movie. But like I don't know, they changed like so much of the movie. Um... Ah, damn it! Let me. It wasn't you know how the original Point Break was you know Cannon Reeves was a was a surfer right? Yeah, he's yeah. like a um he's like a fucking he's a motocross like champion or some shit like that. And it just felt like I was watching the X Games the entire movie. Like I could turn on like ESPN two and watch this same movie just without explosions. Or, I don't know. Maybe with the explosions.
0: You know the the original was kind of one of those sort of. Uh my period piece, you know, kind of for the, the 90 came out, but it, it was not actually kind of interesting when it came out. It was, it was well, it was certainly well done for the time. And it was kind of like in certain, certain ways, mm-hmm. but I remember seeing the trailer for the new point break and it, or one of the, you know, a guy flipped it to me. I was like, okay, I right, got it. one. I knew, I know nobody in that movie. I recognize no. none of those people. And I, the, the guy's like, you see anything about these, do you recognize, recognize them? And the dude is like channeling his inner Keanu Reeves, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Pinocchio, like the wooden actor. And he goes, something to the effect of, they're extremists like me. And I was like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> that right there mm-hmm. told me I needed did know about that that movie. Yeah, it, <clears throat> it, it was pretty bad.
2: Have any of you seen um, Jupiter Ascending?
0: No, I've was heard like that, that, w- that was pretty horrendous though.
2: Was it yes. one where
3: Channing Tatum was like the glowing dude or whatever?
2: Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, he had uh yeah. he was
1: like half wolf or something like that, like some sort of genetic <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um
2: oh my gosh, that movie, like it I, I, honestly, visually it was beautiful. Uh the cinematography was on they had, point. Yeah, they had some really cool art. Could, I don't know if so cow- that I I don't know how they could put that much effort into like That part of it and obviously that much money into it and then completely fail on the script like What the heck and then the acting just don't even get me started
3: Hey, that actually reminds me of something. I'm tired of that. I've noticed so since after the Hunger Games came out in I think the first one came out in 2013. I've noticed this trend of like teenage fiction books
1: yeah being turned into
3: movies and i'm really sick of that shit, man it
1: makes so much money
3: usually it not makes good. so
1: much money and it's the yes, same they're thing bad
3: um oh no i know
1: yeah i saw what I think, this was te- I think this is technically 2014 but um i watched the i saw the first uh maze runner movie that was pretty oh, bad i'm sorry um that's pretty bad um what was it that We're wasn't okay. uh divergent was okay um, yeah, it yeah, it, it wasn't. It, it, yeah, I mean, I saw the second one too, and and they were okay, um, not shockingly original though, in any stretch of the imagination. Nope. I mean, it, it's very, very Hunger Games ish um, as well. Um, Maze Runner was just bad though. That that was just poorly done in general. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of those, and they make a ton of money. I, I really, honestly, I think it probably started more with Harry Potter than anything else. But um, you know. When they can take a really, really popular teen book and then turn into a movie that they can guarantee X number of, of kids are going to go see, um, and you know, they're hey, these kids—they're not discerning. Sometimes they're just like, oh, let's go see this movie. We don't—we didn't look at the reviews and find out it was awful, but you know, depends.
0: No, I, I think that's probably that's probably a good hit on that one. I'm trying to think. If I've had either like worst movies because I, I tend to, like I said, I. See pretty decent early have the taste in movies. Oh, I got one. So, I'm sorry. So, did you guys? anybody see Terminator Genesis? No, not yet.
1: Of course I did. I enjoyed it. I it enjoyed was, it. I I, I,
0: I probably I probably liked it. Well, I it was the movie was just self-aware enough that it could poke fun or at least it had some cool cues from itself. Uh, it was generally overshadowed just horrendously. By um what's that that uh the Australian meathead that plays uh, Kyle Reese. Um he's Captain Boomerang in the new Suicide Squad movie. I can't remember uh,
1: his name. They it's the guy that oh they're trying to make uh, you know a big He was in Divergent,
2: right? Um yes. so.
0: and he he's Played he he's abs like him and the person playing Sarah Khan were horrendous. Like all this, this stuff with me was actually really good generally. He he was pretty good in that. Uh, I thought the first fight scene with uh, like old Arnie and, and young Arnie was. Jay like, Courtney! Masterful. That's, that's yes. the name you're yes. yes. looking for. Um, but I, like that first fight, masterful. Like that was a great technical piece, good, good special effects to make it happen. Really well done. The rest of the movie that involved Jay Courtney and whoever that girl was that played Serikana—the the girl
1: Amelia Clark—the girl Amelia Clark is uh, Daenerys from uh, Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones? Yeah, um, and that's what she's known for. Um, she's my girl. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, Arnold was—I—I I really enjoyed Arnold's presence in that movie. I think—I think that he was the highlight of it. Um actually the character that i I hated the most of that entire movie was um Matt Smith um who uh
0: oh, yeah
1: is Doctor Who and played the the Skynet hologram He was so awful he was so awful and and that's fine because I wish he would have fallen over and dropped dead in, in Doctor who too because i I just can't stand him um but uh <laughs> oh, i i seriously i almost I almost stopped watching Doctor Who because of him um but I suffered and I got through it, and now they have a better doctor. Um, but uh, you know, I, the big thing that I got from Genesis was they were trying to kind of update the franchise because a lot of the the stuff that they had, you know, relied on started to, starts to feel a bit dated in the the internet connected world that we are. And so they, you know, Skynet is effectively Google in this movie, um, or the closest they can get to it, and and. You know, it's talking about oh, you can connect all your tablets and your computers, and everything through our one new magical system. Um, and I think that was that was really the big the big tone of it was to update everything, so that they can ideally you know print out a dozen more sequels and stuff in the future.
0: Yeah, well, I'll buy that. Now, uh, that being said, it was in all fairness, I mean, like that the timeline of the whole time thing in that movie, like I don't know how they're going to make another sequel. It's gonna it, it's it's way beyond just shark at this point to to even keep it remotely on the rails. But like I said, I I agree the, uh, you know, the Arnie stuff in it was actually good. The rest of it, Greasefire was not good. Uh, Let's see. I'm trying to think if I had any other workflows generally.
1: We're we're 40 minutes in. Let's get to the best stuff. Come on. All right. That's, that's
0: fair. Let's do some best. All right. So let's kick back in. We'll go with best of games. So best of games for you. I will, I will, uh, I'll will lead off with a couple uh, that we can turn. All right, okay. I'm gonna go ahead and get this out of the way. I, pretty much everybody would say Fallout is somewhere. All right, I'll grant you that one. Um, I was gonna I was gonna probably let the Witcher uh, as one. Uh, I think that was pretty good. Uh, and I I'm not a big not fighting game guy, but I think Mortal Kombat 10 was Mortal Kombat X was actually pretty good. So I will turn it over to Shannon. What do you think? Best does?
2: Okay. That's easy. Uh, the, the best game of 2015 and one of my favorite games of all time is probably going to be Until Dawn. They did an absolutely fantastic job with that game. They took, you know, they took a genre that honestly you don't see that often with console games and they, they did something that no one else has ever done. I mean, you have this game Until Dawn, it's about a group of teenagers, where basically they go off uh, for the week, and the objective is to have them survive until dawn. And not only is the story just there, the graphics are there, I mean, uh, they actually have real actors, like Hayden Panettiere and some other people, and it's literally like you're, you know, you're watching them on TV, but... um. That game has 15 different endings. And every single choice that you make affects how the story plays out every time. I mean, you can kill all the guys. You can kill all the girls. You can <laughs> you can kill everybody. You can save everybody. Um, it's just a... It was a fantastic game. Fantastic game. So that was my, my number one game of this year. And honestly, I mean, I really enjoy Warframe for what it is. It's free. Sure, there is, like, some downloadable content, like, in-game purchases type of deal. But the really good thing about Warframe, besides the fact that it does have more, like, um, a multiplayer aspect along the lines of Dust, is, like, getting close into that Dust type of play. But everything that you can buy, you can also farm. And then you can sell it people who are too lazy to farm it. So, I mean, it's really cool. So there's my two, and then Bloodborne obviously was a great game. Witcher 3, great game. Lots well, of great games this year.
0: I think you dropped. No, I'm done. Okay. All right. So I, I, let's see. I think you said Bloodborne. Uh, what was it?
2: Until Dawn and uh, Warframe. Okay.
0: okay. All right. Yeah. No, I got you on that one. Uh let's see, Bate, what do you think? Best of. Um...
3: I'm trying to remember what came out. Uh just cause three came out earlier this month. That was that was pretty fun. Um, damn. Uh, I'll have to get back to you on that one. Just Cause Three for sure. Okay. Alright. Jill?
1: Um well my biggest one of this year has been Heroes of the Storm. Um I've enjoyed the heck out of Heroes of the Storm. I know um a lot of other desk players who play on PC have as well. Um uh, I've caught Cross on there before, um, Hans from CPM0, um, lots, lots of different people I've have, have seen playing it, um, Brushmaster, uh, is one of the other ones, uh, who hasn't been on Dust in a long time as far as I know, um, but I think it really, uh, I think it took the MOBA genre, um, to another level in terms of ensuring that it was fun and varied and, um, I mean I tried League of Legends and I couldn't I couldn't enjoy it. It's a 50 minute game where the first 5 minutes are are pure boredom. Every single match you spend the same map. You're on the same map every game, etc. And here's the storm added all of these different secondary objectives and different types of maps and really different types of gameplay and in a much faster format that's usually over within about 20 minutes. Um and so that was that was my big one for this year. Um the other thing um that I actually just tried like a couple days ago um, but obviously it's been a, a bigger deal for much of the year, is uh, Rocket League. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, I haven't played it much yet, but I've had a lot of fun with the moments that I've had with it, and, and it's basically um, it's this kind of semi-ridiculous soccer match uh, with cars pushing the ball. Um, cars that can jump and flip and, and drive up walls, and it, it's kind of nuts. But it's, it's entertaining, and it's fun. Um, and... I'm trying to think if I had any any others on my best games for this year. Um, I don't play enough games. I really don't.
2: I've, you play My Little Pony online? You are telling me about that one.
1: I definitely do not. Um, I'm I'm calling the the best game of 2016 is going to be Star Citizen, though it might might end up being the best game of 2017 or 2018 or 2019. Uh, the jury's still out. But
0: best best game not to talk about Star <laughs> whenever, Citizen. <laughs> whenever it
1: comes out, it'll be the best game.
0: Yeah okay, I'll, I'll buy that. Bait or no, we already hit it, right?
3: Uh, Bioshock Infinite, actually, um, or was that no? That was twenty fourteen.
0: Damn, you're you're hitting deep in the playlist, aren't you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I yeah, I'm scrolling
3: through and trying to see what came uh, what came out that sparked my interest. There was an Xbox One uh, game that came out called uh, Idarb that a friend of mine got with uh, uh, Games with Gold is the equivalent of. Um, PS plus and uh, it was a it was a fun it was really fun. Um it's kinda like a basketball with uh, with like your little dude had special powers and you jumped around and uh, you could knock the ball out and shit like that. It was a really fun party game. Um
0: Um I, I will I will take a check at a couple uh, a couple different games, real quick, more games, so to speak. You know, PC stuff. So most of my PC games, I, I like. If you listen to the show, like, I go on these Steam rants where, I'll, like, I I will periodically splurge on Steam and eight or nine games. Uh, like I'll just for a couple hours get eight or nine games and then put them in my queue and then play as I can. Um, but one of one of my favorite developers uh, and kind of my favorite uh, IPs that are out there. Had some games come out. So Harebrain Schemes, which we've done a couple of reviews of their games on, on the show before. Uh, their Shatterrun game was pretty, pretty bomber. It was really good. It's a uh, kind of a throwback uh, PC game, a very you know, kind of turn-based strategy. Really, really kind of like the old Baldur's Gate sort of, uh, you know, Dungeons & Dragons style, really deep role-playing games. Uh, a lot of fun mechanics in it for a you know, very cyberpunk feel. Uh, so I'll say uh, the Shadowrun, uh, you know, the, the Shadowrun Hong Kong uh, edition that they came out with was really, really good. Definitely say that's the best of for a PC or, you know, you're kind of a, a non-console game anyway. Uh, again, a little bit of a throwback, but well done. Extremely, extremely written. Uh, and it was the third iteration some different Shadowrun games that they have, Shadowrun being an, an old tabletop RPG board game from back in the early or the late 80s or mid rather. Uh, so that was one that, that uh, came out uh, that I definitely enjoyed quite a bit. I think the other best of that I would throw out there is World of Tanks on console.
3: Mm.
0: Uh, we we kind of went goo goo over that one. They, they've they come out with the PS4 beta once. The second beta is coming out on uh, like this month, actually, I think. Uh, on the eighth, if I'm not mistaken, we tweeted about it a little bit. So that there gave me a lot of the kind of the tickle team-based game stuff that um, that I used to enjoy, and does it, kind of definitely went you know sort of exploded that game. Uh, the meta is very different, but at least it was. in like you know, months ago when I checked in on, it. but World of Tanks is very much a team-based game, very about organizing, and you you can kind of hyper nerd out on it with all the, with how deep it go and all the different mechanics in it. So enjoyed it a lot. Uh, it's definitely a, uh, a group oriented activity. It's one of the ones cause it's, it's not necessarily a Twitch base. You think really quickly, but you but you gonna get away with not being like a, you know, a hyperkinetic, you know, finger twitch list. like you have to be in a lot of like shooting like normal games. So I would say probably best stuff, uh, and maybe even bleeding into one of them. Looking forward to in 2016 is probably World of Tanks on console. That's a that's a huge huge PC game uh, that they are they're very successfully making the leap into the console kit. So uh, I enjoyed that quite a bit, and I'm looking forward to some uh, some more run that one when it starts hitting in uh, in January. Any other best ofs out there for games or games?
2: Maybe the Yonder Simulator on PC. The who? The Deer Simulator on PC. <clears throat> if, if What's you that? Guys, uh, basically, if you ever watched anime, um, like a Yonder is a girl who it's kind of like crazily in love with senpai <laughs> so you basically play as this anime character and the whole goal of the game is to go around and kill your classmates who try to get close to senpai and <laughs> then you have to make sure that you clean up the mess oh, the teachers don't suspect you and it's it looks it's like freaking awesome
1: <laughs> I i will say there was <laughs> that almost reminds me of a game <laughs> that i saw on steam the other day um that I'm I'm actually tempted to buy. It's like uh Viscera cleanup crew or something and it's it's like you're a janitor on a space station that has to clean up all the mess from all these horrific sci fi horde, you know, occurrences. <laughs> and that's that's the game, is you have like a mop and a bucket. <laughs> and you have to clean up like disembodied parts or something. I was really that's tempted to buy that for, just for the lulls. I almost bought it.
2: Speaking of that, there's also this game on PS4 called Akiba's Trip. And basically, uh there's uh, vampires and in order to save, you know, the city of Tokyo or whatever, you have to go around and strip people <laughs> so that, you know, they'll they'll die by getting hit by sunlight, but you go around basically stripping people of their clothes. And yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh goodness. <laughs> okay.
2: Well, <laughs> oh, it's funny. Uh
0: I got nothing for that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay.
0: No, I, I I don't disagree with you on that one. But I, I, I like I, I I am probably the uh like I know very, very little about and I probably can't I probably couldn't match swords with you on at all. Uh outside of like the old Mac stuff. That was like what I grew up with, friend, that like Fist of the North Star, you know, like old, 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 and ghost in the shell, that kind of jazz. Uh, let's see. Okay, other best I would, uh A best of for this year would be generally development of uh, VR, I would say. I think huge leaps and strides in uh, in VR. I mean, Oculus kind of leading the charge on it, uh, but I think they have positioned it very well to... Uh, you know, potentially be one of those kind of game no pun intended—game-changing things in the in the industry.
2: Well, have you seen Microsoft's Hololens yet? Have you seen I, that?
0: I have. Well, I've seen I've seen some articles. I have not seen like a video or anything of it, but I, I, have, I have seen. I am aware of it. Let me put it that way.
2: Yeah, there's a video on YouTube. If you look it up, it's pretty awesome.
1: The, the big killer about HoloLens, from what I understand, is that its actually its actual field of view is pretty small, so you end up with, like, you can see around the, ho- like, you can see the edges of the box which, where the holograms will, disp- like, where the hologram rendering happens. So I, I hear that's kind of a big limitation of it right now. Um, I mean, I'm excited about it, I, but I, I really want to try one.
2: And was that? Yeah,
0: I think that'd be. I think all of the VR for AR stuff. No, go ahead, Shane.
2: So I was, I was thinking uh, whether or not that was the one that they did for that event. I think it was Microsoft with the Hololens when they showed some Minecraft gameplay, which was pretty cool. Um, basically, yeah, but- you had yeah. Was that it, Jake? Yes, it was. Yeah okay
1: that's microsoft's okay, awesome. like a couple billion dollars getting uh notch to sell out on being an indie developer and sell his entire company to microsoft mostly for that
0: hmm well i think minecraft would be is one of those games that probably will do exceptionally well when they when they go vr mainstream i think that will work like really real
2: i want like a real life swear online thing <laughs> <laughs> Except, uh, people not getting trapped in their, you know, their headsets, and then if you die in the game, you die in your life. That would be horrible.
0: <laughs> but it would probably solve some problems with some inner dolls.
2: Yes, it would! Oh my gosh! It would solve so many problems, but, uh, I would have to hold myself back from some people.
1: <laughs> okay, I
2: wouldn't want to be a t- teen killer.
0: Okay. Uh, let's see. I want to... Let me... Unless you guys have any... Have any thought... I thought we could like... Bridge over to maybe... Best of Flicks. Best of Movies. That'd be cool.
1: Uh, yeah. Um, my... My... Top choices this year. Um, the Martian. Um, everyone should have seen it. If they didn't... There's something wrong with them. Um, I still would hold that... The Martian was far better than... The Force Awakens. Um, Which one? I, the Martian... With Matt Damon.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: And I, I will say that that was the best film of the year. I will fight anyone who disagrees with me.
0: Um, you would lose, like physically. 1v1, I know, but I would beat your ass. But that's okay.
1: Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, I, I, the other movie that I thought was really interesting this this year. Um, there's usually a couple of these. that are um, you know, every every year there's like a movie that's that's a little odd. Um, but it's interesting. It makes you think a little bit about the world that they're creating around it. Um last year's was her, which was uh, a little weird, a little interesting though. Uh this year's was uh Ex Machina um was a really interesting kind of haunting film. Um and uh, i I I definitely thought that was interesting. I don't know if I'd recommend it for everyone. It's kind of gotta be your kind of movie. Um but it was really well done. It was really good. Um and uh Ant Man was kind of the surprise for me because I thought if Marvel was going to make a mistake, it would be Ant Man, and it turned out to be probably one of my favorite movies that they've done uh, since they started doing movies.
0: Okay. All right. That's pretty legit. Uh, Shannon, how about you?
2: Best movies? Uh, Probably. I really enjoyed Gone Girl. I thought that was definitely in, you know, this era like we talked about before where they're just spamming books and recreations of, you know, novels into movies and doing a hor- horrible job. They actually, they did an amazing job. I've read the book and it was just a really great movie. Although the ending was the same as the book, so it wasn't that great. However, um, another one was It Follows. I don't know if any of you... Like horror movies, but I thought that yeah. was definitely yeah, no
0: that, that was actually really good.
2: It was that. Let me tell you something. I don't get scared that often. I don't think. In watching horror movies, that movie scared the living crap out of me. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. Like the
0: <laughs> the
2: music behind. I forget who they said the the you know the guy who does the music for video games for horror games. He did the actual score to that movie. Man, that movie, like that's not that's it just it was so unique and it really it really made you think, you know, about psychologically what is terrifying. <laughs> um so that was great and I did enjoy Insurgent Don't Kill Me. But yeah, I did enjoy that and uh Honestly, I haven't seen that many movies and I also did enjoy Cinderella but yeah my girl whatever
0: <laughs> no problem with that uh bait how about you man um
3: hmm. what did I enjoy it was his best movies yep uh, uh Spectre, the bond film that came out uh, a couple months ago is was, was pretty good I enjoyed that one yeah. um
1: I, I, I- if I can just say the biggest thing for me on Spectre, um, was that I Daniel Craig movies have been really, really dry, really kind of humorless. Um, and I think with Spectre they they kind of pulled back on that and they, they put a little bit more wit and humor into it, and I I, I enjoyed that quite a bit.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: Uh, any other ones? Um.
3: Uh, that. Uh, that. Um. I don't want to call it a biopic, but I guess that's what you could call it for uh NWA Straight Out of Compton was pretty good too. I thought I'd love movies like that. It we'll uh, was it was it was good. And so um I don't think there's anything else that can come off uh can that I can think of off the top of my head.
0: Mm. Well, uh, let's see. So while you guys were talking, I was doing a quick uh, sketch out of is it like, I'm a big, I'm a huge movie guy. That's probably one of my, if, you know, that's an easy way to kill like, you know, two or three hours, which is, you know, something where you have like a little bit of uh, a little block of time that you want to go see something or you want to something to either get away or with your family or friends or something. Movies are an easy one for me. So I tend to see a lot. Um, what I also do is I see a lot of them late. So what what I mean by that, not necessarily in the movie theater, but because now they come out on demand or like on, you know, you can get them uh, through your cable service or whatever. Uh, generally within a few, you know a few months after they've hit the release. Uh, so generally these are pretty much all 2015 movies, but I didn't always see them like in the movie theater. So that's kind of what I mean uh, by an easy way to kill a couple hours. Um, I would say The Martian is definitely an excellent movie. Definitely one of the top movies of the year. Totally got one. Uh, Not a huge Matt Damon fan, but he was good in that. Uh, Mad Max thought was absolutely killer. That
1: was probably one of of the best movies
0: I've ever seen. Um, Really well done for a movie with not a lot of dialogue. Uh, So huge props to Mad Max. Uh, I'm going to kind of, do a throw a change up on you and out the Disney Pixar movie. Oh, yeah. That was really, really good. And to you, it, like, you know, I've got kids, uh, or I kid and, um, it is movies actually more of a parents movie than a kids movie intentionally. So, uh, and I know it tends to be, you know, people without kids. It's yeah. okay. But, uh, trust me, as you get older, if you go back and watch that movie, you will, you'll understand what I'm talking about. That's definitely a, uh, that was a very, there's a lot of deep things going on in the Disney Pig movie. Let me put it that way. <laughs> so I, I thought that was pretty. Uh, and I'll say with the an- the animated theme, the number two, number two animated, at least the Peanuts movie, which was literally just good fun. It was literally like the old Peanuts uh, cartoons used. You know, I used to watch one as a kid, like decades ago. Uh, so that was really good. It was a fun. You know, 70 air like 80 minute movie. You can take your kid to. It's really good, um, kind of a nostalgia for me. Uh, other other movies, I think. Let me think. Star Wars. I thought Star Wars was was really good. I thought excellent. Uh, it wasn't wasn't over the top huge great, but it did the things I wanted a Star Wars movie to do, and I think it set up the whole going toward What's happening in Star Wars going forward? That the universe it set it up really really well and i'm just looking forward to uh, you know kind of the next little, the next couple iterations and some of the the not movies that they're going to be doing so i'll be that was a, a probably a pretty good one uh, also in my tie into specter everybody catch the daniel craig uh cameo and stars i
1: i knew to look for it the second time and i still really couldn't tell it was him um
0: Oh, I missed it.
1: But um, well, you don't see his face. He's a stormtrooper. Oh, um, and he has like one line of dialogue. Wait, two speak. lines of dialogue. He does it's speak. True, yeah. Oh how are you supposed to tell? But he doesn't like. He doesn't. He's trying not to sound British. So
3: which one? Is, which
1: uh? He was the stormtrooper in the he will Release these restraints.
0: Sagan. He's he's the, he's the stormtrooper that's wearing, uh Ray. During the, uh, as she gets interrogated. And he's, she's the one that she tries to do the Jedi mind trick on. It doesn't work quite well in the first go around.
1: (laughs) That's, that's Daniel Craig. And there's actually, there were a few other, um, cameos of various people that I didn't, didn't know about ahead of time. Um, and were people, you know, background characters, something. One of the Doctor Who companions was actually in the Star Wars movie. Um, and all of these, like, cameos are actually completely uncredited. And my guess is that that, that's like, you know, it's a new Star Wars movie. Everybody and their brother was like, "Just put me in the movie. I don't care where. I'll do it for free. Whatever. You know, just so they can say they were in it."
0: Yeah, that's that's probably pretty accurate. Uh, let's see, other one that I was pretty good. Uh, it's a little bit different kind of movie called Sicario. I. Can you say that again. It's Sicario. It's um, you know, it's a Steven Soderbergh movie. It's a um. I would say a, a drama, kind of actiony movie. It's definitely more more of a drama, uh, kind of a drama flick. It, it's really really good, very well. Benicio del Toro is kind of one of the keepers in it. I'm a big fan. Is he's a, he's an excellent actor. Uh, but that was a pretty good. It's kind of a drug, kind of a, a uh, drug kind of thing going on around the U.S. Mexican border. It's uh, it, it's pretty good. It, it's I would say it's very good. It's very well. Not not normally a movie I would probably go see, but it's uh, like a, a
1: great cast list. I it would, do, it's re- I would it's consider pulling really that up.
0: Well, I, I I was um I was on a business trip. We were trying to kill, like we had like our flight canceled or whatever. So we had like a whole afternoon. You know, we had to fly the next day, so we ended up watching Sicario and something else. Uh, killed an afternoon at the movies, kind of thing. It was really it, it was quite it, and. It's, Like I said, very well done, very well done movie. Um, So I think that that would be my best and worst, or at least my best best ofs uh, for 2015 in terms of the movies. Now, I I would say let's do this for shout outs as we sort of bring the the show to a close. Let's do uh, one of the one or two things you're really looking forward to in 2016. As part of shout out, and I think that'll kind of wind up pretty nicely for this episode, so uh, uh, I'm going to go ahead and start with you, so one more shout out, but in the course of that, go ahead and hook us up with, like, the two things you're most looking forward to in 2016 uh,
3: Okay, I'd like to give a shout out to uh, my corporation, The Incorruptibles, as always, having a fun time with you guys, and Eve um, And something I'm looking forward to in 2016 probably the assassin's creed movie i think is going to be really interesting to see see how michael fassbender does in that one um and then
0: uh probably suicide squad looking forward to seeing that one Mm, okay all right that'll be pretty good uh zell what do you think man
1: well since i got called before you i get to preempt you on this one i'm pretty excited about the Deadpool. um i i there there was a, a spot they did um and it was actually the trailer for the trailer that actually amused me a bit more than the trailer where they had the narrator saying um uh on the night before christmas um a bad guy in red was hunting down bad guys and making them dead um i i cracked up i thought that was really funny um and uh so i'm really excited about the D- deadpool movie um suicide squad does sound pretty awesome not so much excited about um batman vs superman we'll see um but uh and then the, the big thing I'm actually looking forward to is actually T V series. Is, um I'm actually really excited about Legends of Tomorrow um because what they've been putting together with uh Flash and Arrow already um has been really awesome. And then they're kind of taking characters from both of those to create that series, and um that I think has really come together. I'm really excited about that.
0: Okay. All right, that sounds pretty legit. Uh Shannon, uh shout outs to anybody and some something looking forward to for twenty sixteen.
2: Um, I'm looking forward to the remake of Final Fantasy VII. Uh, I'm also looking forward to The Suicide Squad. Well, uh, The Division looks like it's going to be great, but we'll see whether or not that's a flop. Um, and so there are two new Fire Emblem games that I'm looking forward to playing. And of course, I'm looking forward to Tomb Raider being on the correct console this year. And those are even the main ones
0: okay uh, that sounds pretty cool let's see all right um, for yeah I'm, I'm totally with you on that Zell. obviously I'm uh, I'm thinking deadpool is probably one I'm definitely for two and I would I would go ahead and say that I'll get up for the the um, the, the three big tentpole super, super movies of the year, uh, other than Deadpool, which is really going to be the, the big, huge, spangly, red black, big top that goes over the tentpoles uh, would be, I uh, think the X-Men movie looks pretty good. Uh, that really, really good. By the way, if you haven't figured it out, the guy that played Poe Dameron, Oscar Isaac, is also the guy's Apocalypse, figure that one out. He was also in your movie X-Men, by the way. Um, really, really versatile. He's really good, so I'm interested to see how that works out. But so the end movie, Civil War, I think is going to be, uh, has the potential to be really good. Uh, and I am very interested to see DC, uh, the DC ring as they kick it off with uh, Subversive Batman. Uh, I think that has the potential to be uh, quite good. Actually, very good, if they do it well. I think Warner Brothers' problem right now is that they, uh, they keep releasing everything about the movie. They should actually really wait until the movie comes out to surprise people with some stuff. But uh, generally I think it, it's pretty good. Uh, so those are the three temples in terms of the movies uh, with the Deadpool is basically something I've been personally wanting as a man, uh for a long time. So be interested in how that goes um, for game kind of an open ended. Uh, it's kind of open for me. I'm, I'm not really sure what I'm looking forward to because I've gotten hyped up on a lot of games and generally don't like very few of them deliver Uh, kind of with Shannon on this. I like the division. The division looks like something to be a very fun game Um, that would be kind of my style. I was very excited, Rainbow Six uh, Siege, which is a very fun game, but it is a very, very limited game. It's a good example of what I was talking about, a of a game that feels like it's only 65 or 70% and that kind of thing, um, in terms of the content that's available to you. So, uh, for games, I'm not really sure what I'm looking forward to. Uh, I, I would like to continue to see the trend in indie games actually turning out. Really, really nice uh the boutique games that are offer you that kind of experience, and that kind of goes to something that uh she talked about earlier about like not having that same feel. There's a lot of small games at small game companies out there that turn out some really really innovative stuff uh that I do recommend that you check out. I, and you can do a little steam surfing or whatever, but I do recommend continuing to service indie games. Um as a thing, because you'll find they are a great change of pace from big, huge titles. And they do provide some of that innovative play and stories that you generally probably get in the more safer uh, larger games that you see uh, in terms of, you know, like normal console releases and stuff like that. Uh, so let me real quick. Other shout outs. I will give a couple shout outs real quick to Vaz in our channel. Who's been listening patiently and then throwing a lot of comments to his Skype uh, Luther Mandrix has asked me a couple questions on Twitter, which we did not get to in the third, but we will get to at some point if I haven't answered answered you on Twitter. Um, let's see what else. I think that's it. My wish for 2016: I would really like them to bring back a Star Wars dogfighter game. Like I was a huge fan of the old Tie Fighter game series, the old X Wing game series. I would love to see that uh, Those in some the future. Good times. Those were good times. I, was, I would like to see that more than I would like to see uh, Eve Valkyrie. If you could do that shit for, uh, in Oculus Rift, I'll buy. I'll buy some of that. So, uh, I think, think that will. Let's see. I Think they'll pretty much bring us to a close. Any saved rounds for me? Nope. All right, guys, well, we're going to bring Ed 86 of Biomass to a close. We really appreciate everybody joining us on a uh, kind of that tweener period in, in between years, really kind of on the front side of a year. Uh, but we do appreciate it. Uh, and hopefully, Poke Draven will be joining us next week once he's a little better. He was literally, he really was actually here tonight. He, just, he couldn't speak. He was uh, His throat was uh, in pretty shape. So uh, feel free for all people in the Skype channel to make fun of me saying Pokey's throat in bad shape. So. Just have have at that one, please. Uh, and no kidding. Seriously, guys, hope you all have a, had a great holiday season, and we look forward to another year of uh, the biomass show. So without further ado, good night and good luck.